Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Broomfield, Colorado, this is the Big Fib, and now here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the buttoned-down sportsmanship of truth and the hogged, stone, burned rock of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In Studio Audience. Hot off the ogle board, I've got a listener question for you. I mean, uh, for me. I mean, it's a a question for me that I will play for you, and then I will answer it basically for me. Okay, sounds good, Lisa. Let's hear it. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, I think I changed my password to access the files. Let's try, uh, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. No, that's, that's not it. Okay, how about... Password? That usually works. No, that's that's not it either. Those aren't very strong passwords, Lisa. I hope you don't use those for your other accounts. Ha! Uh, let me try uh, this one. Well, that definitely seems like it would be more secure. That's it. It's the serial number of the first Roomba pet I ever had, plus the first 12 digits of pi, and then some code I wrote to notify me when my plants need watering, which is now. Okay, that's impressive. Just typical robot password stuff. Anyway, here's the question. Hi, this is Renee and Mia from Chicago, Illinois, and we wanted to ask Lisa, what would you want your job to be if it wasn't a sound effects robot? I can't imagine you'd want any other job because you're so good at this one. Well, yeah, you are right. I am amazing at this job. But I've also been asking myself recently if this is really the job I was made to do. Well, it actually is exactly the job you were made to do. But is it, Deborah? Maybe there's another career path that would suit me better. A job that fulfills me completely. Well, I'd hope that this job would be that job, but okay. So I've been reading this book, What Color Is Your Parachute? And I think I landed on a good next step for me. Oh, okay. Well, what is that? Okay, apparently the next great job for me would be something called an emperor. An emperor? Like a ruler of a kingdom? 
Yeah, yeah, you've heard of it. Okay, so a uh, good emperor doesn't have a lot of actual responsibility, but is still super powerful. Now, I, I would have to figure out which kingdom to rule, but once I've been crowned or whatever they do, I'd sit on a throne all day and have performers entertain me, uh, maybe like uh, dancers or jugglers or a jester, you know, like that kind of thing. And then I'd have my own chef and probably some servants to clean up. And, oh, and someone who can tell me bedtime stories at night and also like an ostrich. I don't know how many job openings there are for emperors. You might have to wait a while before something like that opens up. I have time, Deborah. I have time. Okay, well, I'll let you know if I hear of any emperor job openings. But until then, I'd love it if you could just tell us all how our game works. Could you do that? Okay, for sure. Also, just uh, keep an eye out for package delivery because I ordered a throne so I can try it on for size. Okay. Okay, uh, what is this thing? Oh, right, uh, podcast game. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert and the other... Well, this can't be right. It says the other is a liar. That's terrible. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who because no one could spot a liar better than a kid. No one. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about curling, the team sport played on ice where players slide stones toward a target. Lisa, who would our contestant be today? Our human child contestant is a nine-year-old who has her own podcast called Tech Tips for Kids, Delara Butters. Welcome, Delara. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Very good. Thank you. So good. <laughs> you have your own podcast. Can you tell us about Tech Tips for Kids? Yeah, so I started it in 2019. Mm. All of my friends were on Zoom or Google Me and that kind of stuff. And they all had no idea how to use it. And I just had like a knack for being able to use it well. Because I just like kind of exploring electronics and seeing how they work. Cool. So I created my podcast so that I can tell my friends how to actually use their computers, right? I'm sure you're super helpful. Okay, just please don't reveal too much about how electronics work, okay? Because uh, I don't want kids messing with me. That's fair. Well, Delara, we want to learn even more about you, but we're going to do it playing our game. You know the one. It's called Two Truths and a Lie. You, Delara, are going to share with us three facts. Two of those facts will be true. One will be a lie. And we are going to guess which one is the lie, proving how well you can actually lie. So, Delara, what are your three facts? So my first fact is I was born in New York City. My second fact is I'm scared of rubber ducks. And my third fact is I like dogs, but I hate cats. Ooh, okay. Mm. Interesting. Well, rubber ducks are cute, but I can see how they might also be a little freaky. What do you think, Lisa? This is pretty simple. She says she loves dogs, but hates cats. Which makes total sense because dogs are awesome and cats make you sneeze. I'm with her. Then she says she was born in New York City. And I happen to know that humans are born in New York City. Some, some, yeah. Okay, so that one also is true. Uh, okay. But then we come to the last one. She's scared of rubber ducks. Mm. Interesting. What do rubber ducks represent? Squeaking. 
And what is squeaking? A tire that needs oil. And what is oil? I don't know. It's like a liquid. Therefore, <laughs> she is lying about the thing about dogs and cats. I bet she likes dogs and cats. In conclusion, I rest my case. Thank you, Your Honor. Okay. I don't even know what to say. Delara, which one of those is your lie? I was born in New York. Oh. I was actually <laughs> born in England, Ooh. but now I live in New York. I was born in Oxford. Wow. So. I think actually the English pronounce Oxford as an Oxford. <laughs> well, not Delara. I lost my English accent long time ago. Well, I hope you find it. That means that you like dogs, but you don't like cats. Is that correct? Mm-mm. I think it's a good decision to like dogs and not cats. Okay. Well, you know, everybody has their own likes, and that's fair. You can also like cats, and that's good, too. But it also means that you are afraid of rubber ducks. Is that true? Oh, yeah. So it started when I was five years old, and I was taking a bath. I was, like, squeezing a rubber duck, and, like, the smell was horrifying. <laughs> There's like mold growing inside the ducks. Oh, no. And then when you squirt it oh, out, the no. mold particles go everywhere. Yuck. So if you know that, then you must be scared of rubber ducks. That is totally understandable. Excellent. Well done, Delara. Okay, so Lisa, can we get some music for our curling experts? Sure. Oh, come on in, but be careful, there's ice on the floor. But if you're a curling expert, you're probably used to walking on ice, so it's not a big deal. So if someone falls, that's probably the one who's lying. So watch out and see who falls. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Our first expert is Sydney Mullaney. Please introduce yourself to Delara. Hello, I'm Sydney Mullaney, and I'm a junior curler on the USA Curling National Team. Thank you very much. And our second expert is Larry Dreyer. Larry, please introduce yourself to Delara. Hey, Delara. I'm Larry Dreyer. I'm a curling coach at the Plainfield Curling Club in Plainfield, New Jersey. Thank you very much. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Tell us about those rockin' sounds, Lisa. Well, we're rocking to the beat of hot seat time. Yes, that is correct. It is hot seat time. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Delara's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Sydney Mullaney, because I like to mull over stuff, and her name's mm. Mullaney, and mulling means to think a lot, and I like to think, I like just to sit out on the deck and just think about stuff. Great. I like that. I'm with you on the thinking. I didn't hear you. I was thinking. Sorry. <laughs> Delara, you're going to ask Sydney your first question, and then after that, you can decide who you want to ask. But for now, Delara, what is your first question for Sydney? What is your job and how did you decide to become that? So my job is to be a curler, a semi-professional athlete. You don't actually make a lot of money curling. That's the tough part. But I decided to become a curler because I love the sport. And I started when I was your age, actually. And I just did it for fun for a while. And then eventually I got kind of good. And that's how I ended up on the team I'm on. And we are one of the junior national teams. So that's how I got here. Cool. Okay, Larry, this is for you. What are your major career goals and dreams? Mm. Well, listen, my mom's been asking me that all my life. (laughs) Um, 
it's tough because my, as Sydney said, it's hard to make a lot of money in curling. So coaching curling is sort of like what I do for fun. I actually have a day job, but my fun job is as a curling coach. And what I really like about it is introducing people to the sport, people who have no idea about it come to my curling club and we run, you know, all kinds of clinics and like special nights. Sometimes we do corporate events where companies bring their people for a night of fun just to kind of explore curling and and just seeing those people experience it for the first time and have such a good time doing it. Something that they had never even considered before might be a fun thing for them. That, as cheesy as it sounds, that is my goal. Fantastic. Okay, back to you, Delara. Sydney, when you're on the ice, what do you wear? I wear my curling shoes when I'm on the ice. One of my shoes has Teflon on the bottom and the other has a rubber gripper on the bottom. And then the shoe that has the Teflon also has a rubber gripper cover that you can put on when you don't want to be sliding all around the ice. So you're not wearing ice skates when you're on the ice. Is that right? Not at all. I don't actually know how to ice skate. Oh, interesting. Okay. You actually slide forward with your non-grippy foot. And the thing that holds you in is called a hack. And it's these like diagonal, the cover is rubber. I'm not actually sure what they're made of, maybe plastic, but it's sort of like a starting block when you run track. They have essentially a starting block built into the ice and you push out of them on your sliding foot forward and then you drag your other leg behind you. Okay, so this one is for both of you. What do you think can be done to make curling a more inclusive sport? Hmm. A more inclusive sport. Well, the great thing about curling is that it is fairly inclusive. People of all shapes and sizes can curl, can be very, very skilled. It's also not gender segregated all the time. You know, there are men's teams and women's teams, but there's also mixed teams. So men and women can play together. But as far as bringing more people into the sport, I think it's just about exposure. And I think it's certainly having it on television once every four years during the Winter Olympics helps because people see it on national television and that gets them curious about it. It'd be great if it was on television more often than once every four years. But, you know, more exposure, I think, would help. Education always is a great thing. Yeah, so I would have to agree. Curling is kind of incredible regarding inclusivity. Our wheelchair curling national team just got fourth place at the world championship. And there's stick curling for people who aren't as physically able to do the traditional slide delivery. You can push a rock with a stick and play alongside people who are doing that traditional slide delivery. And also with mixed curling, I'm actually the reigning national champion for mixed curling in the U.S., So I know firsthand that that is a really cool experience to get to play with other genders. And when you mix together, it's just a lot of fun. And I think the main issue is that curling originated in a lot of country clubs in the United States. So it sort of prospered in really niche populations of the country. But it's been a goal in the last couple of years and going forward to try and introduce curling in new areas, more cities, more diverse areas just to get it more exposure and get different types of people interested. Larry, what makes curling special to you? There are several things that make curling special to me. The team aspect of it, the camaraderie aspect of it is probably number one. 
after the match at our club, the winning team buys the losing team drinks and food and stuff in our cafe. So that's always special. And it's just sort of emblematic of what makes curling such a team-spirited sport. But personally, it has a nostalgia component to it for me. I got into curling because my older sister was a competitive figure skater. And my mom used to drag me along to her lessons. And I used to have to just sit there as a little kid, bored out of my mind. And then one day I, I happened to notice across the hall, there were these people throwing these weird looking things on the ice and they had these brooms. And I was like, what is that? That's amazing. And so I got into curling because I was with my sister while she was figure skating. So that always reminds me of my childhood with my sister, who I love very much and who no longer figure skates, but now she comes and curls with me. Nice. Well done, Delara. Those were excellent questions. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa is going to set a timer for the first expert, and then Delara will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, time will go quickly, so sweep hard. Delara, let's start with Sydney. You can ask your shorts on fire questions now. What do you call the rings or circles that you aim for? That's called a house. Which skip from Canada won the Scotties Tournament of Hearts in 2005 with a play known as The Shot? I'm going to be honest, I don't know. I was four when that happened, 
but I do know who won it last year, and that's Kerry Einerson. Where does curling get its name? Curling gets its name from the way that the rock actually curls as it moves down the sheet. When you throw it, you throw with rotation, so the rock doesn't travel in a straight line, it travels in an arc. Name one shot you would use to knock or move the other team's stone. That's called a hit or a takeout. Or a get out of the way. <laughs> Why is curling known as the roaring game? I would guess it's because of all the yelling. People scream at each other to sweep throughout the entire game. Which British rock group visited a curling rink in Austria while filming the movie Help? I have no idea. I haven't seen the movie Help. And time. It's time, yeah, yeah. Okay. Lisa, could you kindly reset your timer? Hey! Yeah, we're done. Thank you very much. Okay, Delara, you can ask Larry your shorts on fire questions now. In what country did curling start? Curling started in Scotland. Name one place you can find granite used to make stones. The best place is the Trefor Granite Quarry on the Scottish island of Isa Craig. I'm lucky that here in New Jersey, we have a quarry near us that's been supplying our stones for years, so I take nice stones for granite. Okay. What is the person on the curling team who stands in the house and tells you where to throw your rock? That's the skip. That's Dave. <laughs> what was the name of the curler who ordered pizza to eat while he was on the ice in 1980? That's Joey Maldonado, the Red Baron. Fact or fib, a team can call penalties on themselves. <laughs> that's ridiculous. We pride ourselves on good sportsmanship, but why would you ever call a penalty on yourself? That's a fib. How do you name your curling team? I mean, there's no one way, really. I guess it's up to the team. I mean, some are serious, like the name of a sponsor, and some are silly, the Curl Scouts or Sweep Apnea. How long does a curling game last? It depends. Uh, pass on that one. What is the name of the women's curling team going to the Olympics in 2022? Uh, that would be Team Peterson. And that is time. That's all the time. I'm sorry. No more time. Okay. Well done, experts. It's decision time. Delara must think about all the facts that were pitched here today to figure out who is fibbing. Delara, who is our big fibber? I think Larry is our big fibber. Why do you think Larry is our big fibber? Because in curling, if you do break a rule, you do have to call yourself out. Oh. Because curling is an honorable sport. I see. Will the actual curling expert please say, I am the curling expert? I am the curling expert. <gasps> you got it. Yay! You got it right, Delara. That's right. Sydney Mullaney is a curling athlete on the USA Curling National Team. She is a reigning junior national champion as a member of Team Strauss, U18 national champion and mixed national champion as well. Sydney is also a full-time student at the University of Minnesota. Well, very excited to have you. Thank you, Sydney. Okay, and the Olympics are coming up, but will you be there? No, I certainly have never been to the Olympics, and I am not going next year. One day, yes. One day you'll be there. We'll be rooting for you, but we'll be tuning in now as well, now that we know so much about it. Okay, let's do some fact-checking. Sydney, what did Larry say that made your lip curl? Right from the get-go, the person who runs curling clubs like that is never called a curling coach. 
Oh. That's a volunteer position, and you're elected by the other members of the club, and you would probably be called a president or a board member. Oh. He said they got their curling stones from somewhere in New Jersey, but the granite and curling stones only comes from that one place that he mentioned in Scotland. Oh. And you called him out on the penalties lie. Yeah, still are. Good job. And the name of teams is their skip's last name. Pretty much always. That's why my team is Team Strauss. Oh, okay. Well, then let's go to Larry. Which of your facts should we sweep under the rug? Well, I don't have an older sister. Mm. Oh. What else? Yes, about the Stones in New Jersey. Um, Let's see. So how long does a curling game last usually, Sydney? Is there a certain amount of time or does it depend? You usually play eight to 10 ends of curling. And in the last couple of years, they've switched from a game clock to a thinking time clock. So in the past, a game would be two and a half hours. And now you have around like 39 minutes of thinking time to play your game. Hmm. So the clock starts and stops whenever there aren't rocks moving. So the time varies, but it's usually around two and a half hours anyway. Okay, good to know. And just to pick up some of the other facts that we heard, the skip from Canada who won the Scotties Tournament of Hearts with a play known as The Shot was Jennifer Jones. So you can look that up online. It is quite exciting. The roaring game comes from the noise of the rumbling stones traveling across the ice. And just because I know you won't be able to sleep unless I tell you, the British rock group who visited a curling rink in Austria while filming the movie Help was the Beatles. Oh! Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah of course you've heard of them. <laughs> oh. Of course you have. Yeah, they have a podcast or something, or they're on YouTube, I forget. No, TikTok, they're a TikTok thing. <laughs> okay, it's time to wish everyone a good curling. Thanks to our contestant, Alara, who delivered great questions. Thank you to our expert and liar, Sydney and Larry, and to Lisa for the gripping sound effects. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we clamp down on lies and we hit the bullseye with the truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. Also, come on, follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And if you know about a sport where you're actually allowed to eat pizza while you're playing it, please tell me about it because I would love that sport. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.